We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. I am so happy you're here today, and I have a special guest today, Lisa Ton Berggren. She is the author of 70 books, including the best-selling God Gave Us series, which, oh my gosh, those toddler books are so beautiful, those picture books. And also, she's the the author of River of Time series for teens, The Upside-Down Prayers for Parents, and she lives in Colorado Springs with her husband and gradually flying from the nest children. I love that. <laughs> and she enjoys travel, hiking, and inviting friends over for dinner. Welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm so glad to be with you, Leanne. I'm so glad you're here. I am a fan of yours. I love your books. And I'm sure people know who you are. If they don't, you need to Google her and look at all her beautiful children's books and all of her books. She's written again, over 70 books. So could you, Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started writing children Christian books after a successful career writing adult fiction? Yes, I I have been writing for about 30 years. So that's how I've gotten a lot of books done. And I had written quite a bit of Christian fiction when I started thinking about my first children's book, but it just didn't gel in my mind and nothing was quite connecting. And as you know, as a children's book writer, you you really have to have a great concept and a clear topic and every word counts. You can't just write a ton of, ton of words like you can with, with adult fiction. So it was in my mind, my girls were little at that time. And I woke up in the middle of the night with this whole concept in my head for God gave us you. And you know, you know, those middle of the night thoughts, you think mm-hmm. if it's really good, I'll remember it in the morning. And so I, I turned over and was trying to get back to sleep. And all I can explain it as is that God just kept tapping me on the shoulder, get up, get up, get up. And I wish I could tell you, Leanne, that I did so very graciously and gratefully, but I threw back the covers and went into my office and like, okay, Lord, whatever, let's get this down. <laughs> so I wrote it down, got up in the morning read it, got a little teary, went, huh, this might have something. And then I read it to my daughter, who was about five at the time, and I cried reading it to her. And then I took it to my publisher, and the editors were very, very fond of it from the get-go. And they hadn't published any Christian kids' books at that point. Waterbrook was a young, young publisher at that point. So it was their very first children's book they published, and it just went crazy. It, it just, it was the right time, the right product, the right place. I can tell you it put hamburger on our table in during very lean years and it has God's fingerprints all over it. It's just such a beautiful gift to me. I get to thinking about it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And next time God wakes you up in the middle of the night, you're going to be happy. You're going to run to that office and write whatever it is you're thinking about. That's wonderful. Well, what inspired you to write Nana the Great? By the way, I love Nana in this book is just so cool and so much fun. But what inspired you to write Nana the Great? And can you tell us, you know, a little bit about the book, how the story of the book goes? Yeah, it was inspired by my own parents who really made an effort to see my kids four times a year, even though they lived far away. 
they took the time, they spent the money, and they really, really made significant efforts to connect with them in a routine way and have a very special relationship with them even today as young adults. So I always said to my mom, I was going to write a book about her and I was going to call it Naughty Nana because she was always naughty in all, all the best kind of ways, you know, spoiling the kids, letting them get away with things that I could never do. So I wrote this manuscript and, and was calling it Bad Nana, but my publisher was worried it would sound like a porn star. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we renamed her Nana the Great and she really is great. She's super vibrant and vivacious and a kick in the pants. So she's a great character to follow. And you can see why her grandkids adore her. Oh, I was reading the book and I'm like, every child needs a Nana the Great. How much yeah. fun, even though mom says Nana... What are you doing now? You know, it is just so cute. It is so, so cute. And I know anybody who gets that book, they're going to love it. Their kids are going to love it. Can you share a little bit about some of your other Christian children's books as well, please? Yes, I, I have written, I think there are 11 in the God Gave Us series. So it's, you know, there are topics like we were talking about topics for kids books earlier, but some of the most popular ones are God Gave Us Heaven, God Gave Us Angels, God Gave Us Love. God Gave Us Christmas and Easter are perennial um, bestsellers. It's just so cool to watch. And then I, I wrote a book called How Big Is God? It was inspired by my daughter who said, if God is so big, how can he fit in my heart? <laughs> so, and we were just talking about how that works out. And so it's just fun to embrace those different topics and try to explain it in the very most basic terms. It's a really great exercise for me as an adult too, to get get it down. Like what's the most important parts of that topic that every person should know. So, I, and it's so exciting to think about parents reading them with children, just because I think a lot of parents don't have a lot of their spiritual life figured out um, and things that they need to think through. Delight in the idea that God might be using those books and families for multiple generations. Absolutely. And there's such sweet illustrations. Yes, my illustrators have done a great job. I'm thrilled with them. As opposed to Nana the Great, which is not sweet, it's sassy, but it's just so much fun. A yes. totally and different take on a children's books. Super bright, super bright colors. And David Holm did a fabulous job. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share? Any, any more books coming down the line here or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I'm going to write more time travel for teens. River of Time series is my best-selling fiction series. And so I'm about to launch an Oceans of Time ancillary series. So I'm going back to medieval Italy in my mind. And then we have Nana the Great Goes Camping will come out next year. So David's working on the illustrations for that already. So we get to see more Nana and the kids. And that yeah, I can imagine what Nana's doing at the campgrounds after I read what she's doing in the household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that. And if people want to find out more about that, my publisher created a website called GodGaveUsBooks.com. And on there, there's a page for Nana the Great comes to visit. And there's a free activity pack that you People can download and do with their grandkids in person, or they can send it to them in the mail. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing something for our listeners as well. Well, yeah. God bless you. And I thank you for being on the show. 
Bless you too. Thank you so much for the invitation. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.